June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a powerful winter storm pummels the northeast with near blizzard conditions delaying the battle against COVID and closing vaccination sites. Nearly 70 million Americans in the path of a major snowstorm, bringing hazardous road conditions, harrowing rescues, halting planes and trains, and the slow-moving storm is only getting started. Vaccinations pick up speed as the more contagious variant first detected in the UK is now in at least 33 states. Women and the pandemic. Our new series focusing on COVID-19's toll on women and answering your questions. Tonight, should pregnant women get the vaccine? Let's make a deal. President Biden meets with Republican senators on a COVID stimulus plan, but they're billions apart. Plus, a week before his Senate trial, former President Trump's lawyers quit. Officers suspended after they handcuff and pepper spray a nine-year-old girl. Tony Bennett's battle. The family of the legendary singer opens up about his Alzheimer's diagnosis. On this first day of Black History Month, Unifying America. How a theater company is inspiring Americans to start frank conversations about race and bias. Snow Day, the pandas show us all how to properly enjoy the snow. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news on that monster winter storm that's pounding much of the East Coast with blizzard-like conditions, shutting down schools, businesses, and even vaccination sites across more than a dozen states. At least two people have been killed tonight, and there is growing concern that power outages could leave tens of thousands more without electricity or heat in this bitter cold. Well, right now, nearly one out of every four Americans is in the path of the nor'easter, and for millions of them, the worst is still ahead, with even more blinding snow, winds up to 70 miles per hour, and coastal flooding forecast for later tonight. And as we come on the air, New York City is on track to break records. More than a foot of snow is already on the ground, and another foot is expected there overnight, paralyzing the city and shutting down parts of the subway system. Up and down the East Coast, cities and states have already declared emergency and closed schools for tomorrow. Well, tonight, the National Weather Service is warning that driving anywhere could soon become impossible. Whiteout conditions have already led to some major accidents and grounded more than 1,600 flights. So we've got a lot of news to get to. Our team of correspondents is standing by, many of them in the cold. CBS's Mola Lange is going to lead off our coverage tonight from just west of New York City in Montclair, New Jersey. Good evening, Mola. Well, good evening, Nora. The snowfall has been relentless here in Montclair, New Jersey. It's been coming down for more than 24 hours nonstop. Now, plows have been working these roads all day long. Uh, this pile right here is an indication of just how much snow they've pushed off of the roads, as you can see, nearly up to my thighs. All the while, it has been a deadly day in some of the hardest hit parts of the country. The warnings from officials were clear. Stay inside. If there's any way you can avoid traveling, avoid traveling today. Because the conditions were far from clear, blizzard-like, as the first major winter storm of the year blanketed 67 million people along the East Coast. It's been very busy since about 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. We've responded to 372 crashes altogether all across the state of Maryland. In Connecticut, two people were rescued after their truck slid off a road and into this pond. In Virginia, this fire truck rolled over while responding to an emergency call, injuring the four firefighters inside. If you don't need to be out, do not go out. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy declared a state of emergency as more than 4,000 customers lost power. Pennsylvania's snow-covered roads caused this semi-truck to jackknife over a guardrail. This is Pennsylvania, so you have to expect bad roads in January and February. Sadly, the weather contributed to two deaths, including a 67-year-old Pennsylvania woman with Alzheimer's who wandered from home and froze to death. As this same weather system buried the Midwest, dumping more than a foot of snow on Chicago. More than 1,600 flights have been canceled and schools were closed. But it's the battle against COVID-19 that's seen the biggest impact. Vaccination sites were shut down from Washington, D.C. to New York. It's not safe out there today. So vaccinations are canceled today. But they still played ball at Boston's Fenway Park, the city's largest vaccination site. They opened an hour early to get ahead of the storm. We were there when an ambulance came to the rescue of this medical transport van stuck carrying a dialysis patient. The larger vehicle led the way through the near whiteout conditions, getting the patient to safety. A small moment of heroism on a chaotic day. Well, in addition to New Jersey, there are nearly four dozen counties in New York that are still currently under a state of emergency. And it doesn't look like any relief is coming anytime soon, as at least another four to six inches is expected overnight throughout the region, Nora. All right, Mola Lange, thank you. As Mola mentioned, for millions, the storm is far from over. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. So give us the forecast. 
All right, Nora, here we go. It all started with that storm in California. It made its way through the Midwest over the weekend. A place like Racine, Wisconsin, picked up 13.5 inches. It gets into Ohio, puts down about 8 inches in some spots there. Today, it's been all about the area around New York City. Now, the city itself in Queens picked up 17 inches, all right? But you look just west of New York City in Mendham, New Jersey, 27 inches. So how much more do we pick up? The storm's not over, like you said. I think overall a general number would be about another four to eight inches. But into New England, the possibility to pick up a foot or more is out there for your day tomorrow. Here's how the storm plays out for tomorrow. So it is still with us, certainly still with us, even in New York City. But it's lighter tomorrow. That's one storm. Once that storm's out of here, we have another storm that will come in on Friday. It looks to be mostly rain until you get into northern New England, then some snow. And then there's a bigger storm with a colder solution that arrives on Sunday. Actually, Sunday into Monday, the same time next week, we're possibly dealing with another storm. Last winter, Nora, New York City, nothing. 4.8 inches. This storm gave us 4.8 inches in two hours, and it's not over yet. Incredible. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. All right, now to the urgent race to vaccinate Americans against COVID. Over the past seven days, the U.S. on average has been giving out more than 1.3 million doses per day. FEMA is pledging more money to states for vaccination sites. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti looks at why the need is more urgent than ever. Tonight, hospitals in Southern California are so overwhelmed, the U.S. military has been sent in to help. The strength that these nurses and these healthcare professionals have to do this day in and day out is amazing to me. First Lieutenant Lana Bagwell was deployed to this hospital in East Los Angeles, one of more than 100 sent by the Department of Defense. The surrounding community is primarily Latino, a group that has seen deaths soar 1,000 percent since the start of November. L.A.'s county health director calls it horrifying. The U.S. has little time to waste as the more contagious variants take hold. The variant first detected in the U.K., now in at least 33 states. And especially worrisome to public health experts, variants first found in South Africa and Brazil are just now showing up in the U.S. The vaccines could be less effective against them. If a lot of Americans are not vaccinated, particularly older Americans are not vaccinated, I'm really worried we're going to see not just spike in cases, but we'll see more hospitalizations uh, and a spike in deaths. Also worrisome, a new report from the American Academy of Pediatrics finding COVID cases among children now up 12 percent in the last two weeks. The race to vaccinate continues to be urgent. Of the nearly 50 million vaccine doses distributed, 26 million have received at least one dose. Less than 6 million have gotten their second dose. All doses need to be used immediately, says Dr. Anthony Fauci. In this way, there are no doses that are hanging around. A dose that's available is going to go into someone's arm. If a person is ready for their second dose, that person will be prioritized. Tonight, help coming on the testing front. These are over-the-counter, self-performed test kits that can detect COVID with roughly 95% accuracy within 15 minutes. And health officials say vaccination sites like this, along with masks, are critical to stopping the spread. The CDC's mandate requiring masks on all flights, on public transportation, as well across the country, goes into effect tonight, Nora, at 11.59 p.m. A significant new mandate. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. 
Well, tonight we're starting a new series, Women and the Pandemic. Coronavirus has taken a devastating toll on the lives of women. More are leaving the workforce, and many are faced with difficult health decisions. CBS's Maria Villarreal has the first in our series with one of your most asked questions. Should pregnant women get a COVID vaccine? After three months in a Wisconsin hospital battling COVID-19, Kelly Townsend reunited with her husband late last week and met her 12-week-old daughter, Lucy, for the first time. I love you so much. They kept me asleep for almost two months so my body could start healing. You were near death. I was. At 39 weeks, Lucy was delivered via C-section while her mom was in a medically induced coma. Would you have taken the vaccine if it had been available to you? I'm all for vaccines. We just need to be careful and go off of what experts are telling us. But the guidance has been hard to interpret because pregnant women were excluded from the vaccine studies, so there's no safety data available. The CDC, the WHO, and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists say pregnant women should discuss risk factors with their doctors and make a decision themselves. Still, some expectant mothers are on the fence. It's definitely hard to decipher what you should be doing. Charlene McCranny is 19 weeks along and decided not to get the shot. I think the, the main thing that comes up with moms is long-term birth defects. Protecting the mom protects the child. Dr. Brenna Hughes says the COVID vaccines do not contain live virus and are unlikely to cross the placenta. The vaccine is not thought to be directly delivered to the fetus. It really is uh, geared towards keeping the mom healthy. Studies are now underway on how the vaccine could affect mothers and their babies. What would you tell pregnant women about this virus and your experience? To be extremely cautious. It almost ended my life. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Dallas. And we're going to continue our series tomorrow, focusing on the economic toll. And getting relief to all Americans struggling during the pandemic is one of President Biden's top priorities. But will he get it done with or without Republican support? CBS's Ed O'Keefe has the latest now from the White House. At the start of his first face-to-face meeting with Senate Republicans, the president and former senator said it reminded him of the old days. Until I came back in the Senate, which I liked the best thing I did. But the new president faces a potentially bitter fight over the size of the COVID relief plan and an early test of his campaign promise to work with Republicans. With a price tag of nearly $2 trillion, the administration's plan is over three times the size of the Republican proposal. Both provide similar funding for COVID vaccinations and testing, federal food assistance, and to help child care centers. But the Republican plan ignores the president's calls to boost the federal minimum wage, gives much less relief to schools trying to reopen, and provides smaller stimulus payments and unemployment benefits. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the crisis requires a large investment. It makes no sense to pinch pennies when so many Americans are struggling. But Kansas Republican Senator Jerry Moran, who met with Mr. Biden this evening, made the case for a smaller, more targeted approach. I'm a pretty darn conservative Republican, and uh, to spend this amount of money, uh, I want to make sure it's going toward the relief of Americans. Why have this meeting at all if they're not even going to take seriously what he is proposing? Well, again, Ed, this is an exchange, an opportunity to exchange ideas, to have a conversation. At least one Republican, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, agrees the Biden plan is worth the price. 
We need to go big, and if we waste some money now, well, we waste some money. With the impeachment trial scheduled to start next week, former President Trump's legal defense will now be led by David Schoen, who previously represented Trump friend Roger Stone and former Pennsylvania prosecutor Bruce Castor. The new team was announced after several lawyers pulled out amid disagreements over whether to play up Mr. Trump's baseless claims of election fraud during the trial. Meanwhile, House Democratic impeachment managers plan to use social media video from the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol during next week's trial to demonstrate why they think the former president should be convicted. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Tonight, President Biden is threatening to slap new sanctions on Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. The military staged a coup, arresting top elected officials, including Nobel laureate Aung San Suu Kyi. It marked a dramatic backslide from the Southeast nation's move to democracy. CBS's Ramey and Asensio reports tonight from Beijing. Tonight, with soldiers deployed, Myanmar's military announced a state of emergency for one year. There were no shots fired as they rounded up and arrested an unknown number of its elected leaders and members of Myanmar's pro-democracy party. The most famous among them, Aung San Suu Kyi, the country's top civilian leader. Echoing the claims made by former President Trump about fraud in the U.S. election, the military in Myanmar claimed massive election fraud in last November's parliamentary polls. Aung San Suu Kyi's party won a landslide. The election commission says fraud did not happen. This activist didn't want her name known. I'm not really that surprised because the army has always been part of Myanmar lives. Now detained, as she was for 15 years under house arrest, the 75-year-old Aung San Suu Kyi has called on the people to protest against a U-turn back to dictatorship. Ramey Innocencio, CBS News, Beijing. There's some sad news tonight from Hollywood. Actor Dustin Diamond has died just weeks after he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Diamond was best known for playing Screech in the sitcom Saved by the Bell. His former co-star Mario Lopez said tonight his death is a reminder that the fragility of life is never to be taken for granted. Dustin Diamond was just 44 years old. Today, the city of Rochester, New York, suspended several officers involved in a disturbing incident last week. Body cam video shows officers pepper spraying and handcuffing a nine-year-old girl after responding to a call of disturbance at the girl's house. Well, Rochester's mayor called the incident simply horrible. And now an internal police investigation is underway. We learned today that music legend Tony Bennett is battling Alzheimer's disease. Bennett's wife told CBS's Gail King he was first diagnosed in 2016 and that the 94-year-old still recognizes family members, but is not always sure where he is. The diagnosis won't stop Bennett from singing duets with Lady Gaga for their new album that is due out this spring. Bennett's wife told CBS this morning singing is saving him. All right, the pandas at the National Zoo made the most of their snow day. The zoo's panda cam caught them doing somersaults, rolling and sliding down the hill in their play area. Giant pandas are native to the high-altitude forests and mountains of central China. And so snow, I guess you could say, is really their happy place. This one just made me laugh out loud. (laughs) Head first, but on his back. There you go. Nice to see that. Racism and social injustice don't make for easy dialogue, but some artists believe the way to bring change to this country is to confront these difficult issues head on. CBS's Adriana Diaz continues our series, 
unifying America. My family disgusted and I would like to buy some land in Sean Patrick Leonard says it was a role in this Chicago play exploring racism and healing that changed his life. We spent the better part of like four months talking about racism. There was a lot of listening happening on my end. The play was part of the theater group Collaboraction, which aims to spark dialogue about race through art. Black women are marching. But with theaters dark, they moved monthly dialogues to Zoom, like this one about white supremacy. But it's certainly harder, I think, to hate somebody once you can see their story. Because I feel as human beings, we have more things in common. Collaboration is led by Anthony Mosley and Marcus Robinson. Mosley started these meetings after his own awakening to help people confront their biases. I catch myself having knee-jerk, racist, and misogynistic thoughts. But you know what? I'm aware I'm having them. So that is a victory. What makes it important for us to um, engage this work now is to do what Lincoln asked of us, finishing the great work of our republic, to live up to its promise. For Leonard, these conversations help him understand other people's struggles. You know, I can only imagine what so many others have gone through and continue to go through. Mm-hmm. And now I can use that to help others. One conversation at a time toward a more perfect union. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. Tomorrow in our series, Women in the Pandemic, Why Some Women Are Being Forced to Choose Work or Family. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you enjoyed tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.